is the horror welcome back thanks for joining me this saturday we're going to hear from lights out this week a series that debuted over nbc stations in january of 1934 aired until august of 1939 that was the biggest chunk of shows it would return through the 1940s as a series of rebroadcasts our story today comes from february 9th 1943 it's titled he dug it up ironized yeast presents lights out Everybody. It is later than you think. Lights Out brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly, but sincerely, to turn off your radio now. This is Arch Obler with Quite a Cold. The idea for tonight's story, the strange story of He Dug It Up, came to me a few years ago when I was in England, pre-war England. I lived in a hotel overlooking a peaceful garden, and looking down into that bit of quiet, I, I strangely thought of death. But first, Frank Martin with a word. If you're thin and jittery, run down and always tired, if you envy your peppy, popular, successful friends and wonder what they've got that you haven't got, why, maybe it's only more vitamin B and iron. Yes, today's thousands may suffer from deficiencies of these vital substances. Yet when you need them, there's such an easy way to get more of them. Simply take ironized yeast tablets. They're the famous two-way tonic that gives you both vitamin B and iron. So, when you need them, ironized yeast helps two ways to step up your weight and pep and sparkle, your enjoyment of life. Jot that name down now. Ironized yeast tablets. And now, lights out. Everybody. It is a nice day. <laughs> yes, I agree with you, Mr. Sparrow. It's as nice a day as I, too, have ever seen. <laughs> I remember a day like this when I was about 12. Mother took me into London to see the King's Palace. 
Yes, that was Edward. And I had on a green suit and I... <laughs> but that wouldn't interest you now, would it, Mr. Sparrow? Funny, I never went back. Less than a hundred miles away, and I... Morning, never... Mr. Eh? Jeffrey. Oh, oh, good morning, Mr. Eric. Hello, Mr. Jeffrey. Oh, kind of late in the season to be planting now, ain't it? Oh, I, I wouldn't exactly say that, Mr. Elkington. Not for what I'm planting. Now, what would that be, might I be asking? A tree, my friend. Oh. A nice, strong catapa tree. My son sent it to me all the way from Exeter. You don't say catapa tree. Well, now. I say, could I be giving you a hand with that shovel, Mr. Jeffrey? Oh, no, 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 thank you kindly. I like to dig in the soil, and the exercise does me good. Thank you kindly. Oh, well, then I'll be off on my business, Mr. Jeffrey. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Erkington. Good morning. Well, it is a good morning. The rain certainly softened you up, didn't they, Mr. Crown? Nice and soft. Nice and soft. Going to dig you a nice deep hole, Mr. Catalpa. Nice deep hole, so that your roots will have a good firm start in life. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's not the way to act, Mr. Crown, throwing big boulders in the way of my shovel. <laughs> Mighty big stone, too, from the sound of it. <coughs> Dig you up, Mr. Boulder. Takes me a week, yes, indeed. <laughs> Big stone, all right. <laughs> Keep after it, that's all. <laughs> Buried all these years in the corner of my garden, and I never knew about you, now, did I? <laughs> there. There, that's showing results. Hmm. Yeah, like an oblong. That's queer. Big flat oblong stone in my garden. Dig you up. That's what I'll do. Dig you up. Yes, indeed. Oh, Mrs. Gracie. Mrs. Gracie. Yes, what is it? Mrs. Gracie, come out here. You've got to come out. All right, all right. Now, what in creation is it, Mr. Jeffrey? Mrs. Gracie, look, look. Land sakes alive. What kind of a hole for a tree is that? Don't see why in the world you... Look, I tell you. Is, is it a coffin? Coffin? That size and out of stone? Then what would a coffin be doing in my garden? I never heard of anyone being buried here. It's much too big. Mrs. But... Gracie, I got it. What? Roman... The Romans left it here. Romans? Don't you understand? The Romans, the Romans invaded and lived in Britain over 1,500 years ago. They left it here. Nobody like that lived around here. And don't you tell me anything different, Mr. Jeff. But I am telling you, a Roman sarcophagus. Now, Mr. Jeff. Oh, never mind. Mr. Robinson, run over and get Mr. Robinson here. Tell him to bring a couple of men. We've got to dig this thing up. We've got to dig it up. Mr. Jeffrey, it's the sun that struck your head. 
Now, don't stand there lecturing me. Mr. Robinson, hurry, get him. No, no, I won't. What? Not you, to you... dig it up, I won't. To bury it deeper, yes, but not to dig it up. Mrs. Coffin or one of them heathen, whatever you call it, it makes no difference. If it's been buried here all these years, then I say cover it over and let it be. There's some things best left deep under the ground. All right, all right, men. Are you ready with the ropes? Uh, ready, Mr. Robinson. Right you are. How about you, Joe? All ready, Mr. Robinson. Good. Now, when I give the signal, one, two, three, you on that side of the rope pull, while you on the other side work on the block and tackle. One, two, and up on three. Have you got it? Oh, Mr. Robinson, you will be careful. I, I mean not to damage. Now, I mean, look here, please, friend Jeffrey. I've been in the building and excavating trade and constable of this township for 20 years. And all that time, I've given only one thing, and that's satisfaction. Yes, sir. Now, as for this little stone container... Little uh, Judas Priest, man, is ten foot by three, and heaven knows how heavy. Well, true as that may be to my way of thinking, it's still a small job. If you're worried about my damaging it, you're free to call in one oh, of my no. competitors. No, 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 Mr. Robinson, I want you to handle the matter. Oh, yes, yes. Please. All right, then stay clear, and I'll give the order. Hey, now, wait, wait. If you please, Mr. Robinson, wait. Yeah. That housekeeper of mine, Mrs. Gracie, hmm? she wouldn't want to miss the doings, and I don't know where she's gone off to. If, if now, you don't Mr. Wait... Jeffrey, I'm a busy man, so if you'll just stand aside. Yes, no, All right, men. Now, don't pull until I give the signal. One, two, three. Up with it. Now, easy there, Joe. Bring those ropes over the left. Up with it. Up with it. Steady there. Not too fast, you fool. Stand up and ready to put on the ring. Easy now, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't swing it too high. Not too high. Are you deaf? Not too high or is it... No, no. Put it back in the ground. Put it back in the ground, I tell Mrs. you. Mrs. Gracie, what in the world? Get out of the way. Put it back in the Miss... ground. In the ground. Miss... It wasn't in the ground. It belongs. Mr. Jeffrey, I'm warning you. Get out of the way. Jeffrey, get that woman out of the way. Mrs. Gracie, are you crazy? Get your woman and get away. My men can't hold it. Mother in heaven, it fell right on top of her. Coffin fell right on top of her. Oh, Mrs. Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I think you'll agree when an ancient stone coffin buried for centuries in a peaceful English countryside becomes an instrument of sudden death, well, it's time for a deep breath and let our well-stretched imaginations move back into hope again as we turn our thoughts to something that perhaps is your problem. Could this be you saying to your children, Listen, you kids, I'm tired. This war job has got me down. Now keep quiet, you hear me? Oh, Joe, don't be so cross to the children. Come eat your good supper and you'll feel better. Cross? Who's cross? I'm tired, I tell you. I'm too tired to eat. I'm too tired to sleep. All I ask is a little peace and you keep my nerves on edge with your nagging. No wonder I'm getting thin as a rail. Oh, now, mister. Don't be so quick to blame your family or your job. Maybe all that's to blame is vitamin B and iron shortage. You say you're thin and tired and jittery? Well, when you don't get enough vitamin B from the food you eat, you may lose your appetite. You may eat so poorly that you lose weight and lose your pep. Why, you may not even get all the good out of what you do eat. And when you don't get enough iron from your food, you may be weak and pale, feel only half alive. Well, if that is my trouble, can I help it? Yes, sir, I think you can. And here's the quickest, easiest way I know. Take 
ironized yeast tablets. They're the famous two-way tonic that gives you both vitamin B and iron, yet they cost but a few pennies a day. And these pleasant little tablets are an absolute cinch to take. So if you simply need more vitamin B and iron, don't wait. Start taking ironized yeast tablets right away, tonight. Then see if pretty quick you aren't saying, Boy, oh boy, I feel swell. Tired? Jittery? Not me. Not put on pounds. That ironized yeast sure is great stuff. Now, back to Lights Out and our story of He Dug It Up. The stone coffin has fallen and the old housekeeper is dead. Ah, it's a cruel thing, Mr. Jeffrey. Cruel indeed. Yes. Cruel and yet not cruel. For the ways of the divine providence are beyond our poor mortal understanding. Yes, I shall say that very thing over her grave when we bury the poor woman. As you wish, Reverend. Ah, what a day this has been. More excitement in just a few hours in this village than we've had in a dozen years. I wonder now whether... Ah, almost nine. Well, I'd better be getting back to the church. Have to get everything ready for the service tomorrow. Uh, did you speak to Mr. Carboy about the coffin? Yes. That's good. You pay the good lady proper respect, we will. Well, I'll be on my way. Good night, Reverend. Oh, uh, uh, one thing more, Mr. Jeffrey. Yes? Uh, I didn't want to speak of it uh, in all the excitement before, but I feel I really should. Yes, Reverend? I know you were in quite an emotional state of mind, but do you feel it was quite the proper and respectable thing to do? I mean, having that Roman antique brought right here into the house, when it, uh, inanimate thing though it be, was the direct cause of poor Mrs. Grace's death. I wanted the sarcophagus in here, Reverend. Wanted it? But what possible use could that great stone sepulcher be to you? Oh, I realize it has certain intrinsic value. After the funeral, we'll get in touch with the proper museum authorities in London and have them take care of it. But don't you see, it wasn't quite respectful of the dead, bringing the very thing in here that had caused the tragedy. Not respectful at all, Mr. Jeffrey. It was what I wanted. Good night, Reverend. Uh, but, Mr. Jeffrey, I... Uh, oh. Uh, good night. Uh, good night. Disrespectful. No fault of Mr. Coffin that she ran under it. Call in the proper authorities. I'm proper authority in Roman things myself, I am. Told Gibbon's decline and fall of the Roman Empire, didn't I? I certainly did. Here you are, Mr. Coffin. Just where I made them put you. And I did make them, didn't I? Ran right under you, she did. Superstitious old fool. No fault of yours, Mr. Coffin. Yes, you're a big one. Now, let me see. About ten feet long on this side and, and four this way. Ah, it's a discovery that ought to make history that it ought. Wait for experts, should I? What would the experts do? Cart you off to one of those museums and there I'd be. Eh, the man that found you with nothing but a hole in my garden and a new grave in the cemetery to show what had happened. No. No. I'd be my own expert, Mr. Corbett. 
I'll open you up myself right now. And I'll take the blame or credit and no mistake about it. Iron bar. Mm. Mr. Robinson will wonder where his crowbar went. Now, won't he, Mr. Coffin? But we'll give it back to him in the morning. Yes, indeed. Yes. Got your wide open enough to look inside now, haven't I? Experts. I'll show them. Mr. Coffin, I'll bend over to see what you've got inside. Copy. Got the call. Are you there? Are you there? Uh, uh, Reverend, uh, this is uh, Mr. Jeffrey. Yes, 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 Jeffrey. No, 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 no. Uh, listen to me. That Roman sarcophagus, I just opened it. Inside of it, there's something, a woman, and yet... Yet it isn't. I, I mean, all oh, Reverend, come over quickly. You see, whatever it is, I don't think it's dead. But my dear Jeffrey, you must listen to me. I'm a person of understanding, of judgment. I say leave it alone. Don't go near the thing until they get here. Now, I phoned Dr. Thompson at the British uh, Museum. He's an expert, a qualified expert. Expert. There you go, experting again. Now, 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 now you shove on that side and I'll pull on with this. Yes. There, there. Now, that ought to fetch the lid off. Well, it's all against my better judgment. All right. All right. Off with it. She goes. Another shove. We've got it open. Reverend. in Satan's name, is it? Lion's head. That's it, a lion's head. And, and the body of a woman. And alive. She is alive. Don't be a fool. It's a heathen idol, stone. No, no, it's living skin. I'll touch it. I'll prove it. Huh. It is stone. And a blasphemous heathen thing. We'll cover it up, and in the morning, I'll have it buried again. No, no, no. No, you won't. It's fine. Found it on my property. Oh, heaven forgive you. The blood of your poor housekeeper still staining it. Staining it? What are you talking about? This is crazy blood. See, it's still on it. But, but the outside of the coffin fell on her. This part was closed. But it is blood. Fresh blood. Oh, it can't be out here. <sighs> Mr. Jeffrey. Reverend. That woman. A minute ago, I felt cold stone. And now it's warm. Can't you walk any faster? Oh, it'll wait, Reverend. Whatever it is, it'll wait. But I tell you, he acted like a madman. Practically threw me out of the house bodily because I persisted... Now, wait a minute, Reverend. Begging your pardon, wait a minute. Me, I don't know a thing about this. I'm sleeping as peaceful as a sheep in the fields when you wake me up. Will you represent the law in this community? But begging your pardon, I don't know that there's any representing to do. 
if you get what I mean. But I told yes, you... Yes, sir, you told me that the coffin that killed poor Mrs. Gracie... He opened it, I tell you. And since when is that against the law? Oh, keep walking, man, keep walking. Begging your pardon, Reverend, I know when I'm walking. Now, now, now here's the house. Now go in there, go in there and see for yourself. And that's just what I'm going to do, sir. You'll see, you'll see. I demand that you remove the heathen either by force and have it bedded in the ground where it belongs. I demand that you... Hold it, sir. Well... It's me, Mr. Jeffrey. I didn't send for you. I brought him here. Oh, it's you, is it? And now, Mr. Jeffrey, I feel it my duty. They're begging your pardon, Reverend. As long as you got me out of bed, let me do the talking, oh, if you well, don't mind, sir. <clears throat> now, Mr. Jeffrey, I'd like a bit of an explanation. Explanation, my grandmother. Constable. Constable, he slammed the door in our faces. Oh, that he did, but, but what of it? He's broke no law that I know of. Then come, come and see for yourself. Eh? At the window. Glory be. I see the thing now. It, it it can't be alive. I don't know. I don't know. Stone, and yet it, it was warm to the touch. It better not be alive. Why? Why do you say that? Because, look for yourself. Mr. Jeffrey, he's cutting into her with that bit of iron. Come in and help me, Mr. Elton. Oh, I'm right glad to be of service, I am. I'm glad to be of service. This is devilish hard rock. Yes, yes, it is. But we've got to break the statue open, Mr. Elkington. We've got to. If you say so. Oh, those fools, the constable and the reverend, they'll be back soon with some new ideas about getting into the house now, won't they? I, I suppose so. But they won't stop me. They won't. I've a chance to do something before I die make a big discovery, I tell you. They, they won't stop me. We'll have the statue cut open before they get here now, won't we, Mr. Arthur? I will try, I will yes, try. Yes, 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 yes. Cut it open and no secret. Something that keeps that stone warm as if it were place. Uh, that would be a wonderful discovery now, won't it? Ah, oh, that it will. There you are. Faster, Mr. Stilkey. Faster. I'll try, I'll try. Crikey, this stone is so hard. They mustn't stop us. No, 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 no. Faster, Mr. Elkington. Oh. Elkington. Why have you stopped? It's my fingers cramped. I can't open my hands. Yes, I'll give it to me. Oh, God, all right. Got to keep working. Got to. I know the secret in you, Lionhead. That's the name I've got to give her, Elkington, Lionhead. The power that's kept the stone in you warm all these centuries. I've got to know that, Lionhead. And I will know it. Have to keep working. Now, Reverend, Reverend, you can drive a man too far. I tell you... No, Constable, now we'll tell you. Uh, For 24 uh, hours, you've been telling the people of this community that the law won't permit you to do this and the law won't permit you to do that. Hell, it won't. But we tell you we won't stand by and permit one of our citizens to indulge in heathen madness and not do something about it. Am I right, gentlemen? But, But what can I do? He's in his own home. He's not committing any public nuisance. We've gone over that a hundred times. The fact remains you've got to go in there and stop him. You've got to. You've got to. You've got to. The hardest stone in the world. They made you up. Yes. Mr. Jeffrey, I'm asking you, please stop cutting into it. Please. Of the warmth. 
before any of the others knew about it. But they stopped me. Hark, what's that? Not to keep working. That, that sound, Mr. Jeffrey, what is it? I can't talk to you, Mr. Hawkins. Important work. But, uh, Mr. Jeffrey, the chisel, why did you drop it? My hand. Like an electric current running through the chisel. Oh, no. No, no, just... Just a weariness in my muscles. Pick up the chisel. Yes. Go on. I, I, yes. I, I think I'm going now. No, 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 no. You stay where you are. I, you stay there until you stay there. If I lock the door for you, they will come in. And I won't let them in before I learn the secret. You hear me? That sound, Mr. Jeffrey. It's like something uh, burning. Do you hear? It's been getting louder and louder. Well, stop. I've got to find the secret of that wharf. Fifteen centuries of wharf. Mr. Uh, Jeffrey, it's the constable. I don't care. I don't care. Open up. Open up, Mr. Jeffrey. Well, uh, you, you won't stop me, you meddling fool. Open up, Mr. No. Jeffrey, in the name of the law. We've uh, got a warrant uh, this time, good uh, and proper. Warrant? Oh, no, no. Oh, Mr. Warrant. Jeffrey, you ought to really... No, 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 no. I, I, I'm almost finished. Go away! Go away! Yes. Dr. You, you tell him. What did you see as you came through the door? There was a flame from it. But really, but how can that be? Flame from a statue? And the Romans went down to Egypt. Professor, tell us, what is it? What is this statue? The lioness-headed goddess Sekhmet. Well? And they worshipped her as the goddess of fire. Now, oh, just a second, Mr. Obler. Are you asking us to believe that in the year of our Lord, 1940, they could unearth a stone sarcophagus containing a Roman fire goddess capable of burning a man to death? Oh, come now. Well, is that any more difficult to believe than that a small Austrian house painter with a comedy mustache could try to burn up a world? You know, Frank, England is an island full of mysterious traces of ancient civilizations. Have you ever heard of Stonehenge? Stonehenge? What's that? Well, it's a strange... But I'll tell you about that in just a moment. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll take that moment to remind you, if simply because of vitamin B and iron shortage, you're unattractively thin and nervous, unable to eat or sleep as you should, seldom feeling really peppy and alive, then for your own sake, 
try ironized yeast tablets. They cost but a few pennies a day. What's more, they're sold on a money-back basis. Listen, if you don't quickly begin to eat and sleep better, to feel much stronger and livelier, and if you're not convinced that ironized yeast will help you gain pounds of brand new flesh, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rahway, New Jersey. Just be very sure you get the one and only Ironized Yeast, with IY on the package and on each tablet. And now, Mr. Obler, you're about to tell us... Yes, about Stonehenge. Over in England, miles away from the cities, you're driving along, and suddenly as you come over a rise of the road, there are these tremendous archways and monuments of stone, a strange semicircle of great stone pillars. Archaeologists say they've been there since prehistoric times, yet there are no stone quarries within hundreds of miles. No one knows how those blocks of stone got there and who or what put them there. These unsolved mysteries from out of mankind's past, who knows but that someday traces of our own civilization will be found, and then a super race of man will ask, were they men, these people of 1943? And now, what happens next week, Mr. Obler? Well, we were talking about a little Austrian house painter before, uh, Schickelgruber by name. Now, we all know how his warped ideas shook a world. Well, next week's story is about a boy, a college boy who also had a twisted idea and with it, twisted a universe. The title, Oxychloride X. The time, next week. Yes, Lights Out will come to you again next Tuesday at the same time. Be sure to listen to Arch Obler's Oxychloride X. And if you need more vitamin B and iron, be sure to try Ironized Yeast, the one and only Ironized Yeast, with the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. It is later than you think. A smooth, comfortable shave. That's what you want from a shaving cream. And brother, that's what you get with Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. Mole forms a protective film between your skin and your razor. Gives your razor something to ride on. Helps guard your face against nicks and cuts. The result? A smooth, comfortable shave. So get Mole, M-O-L-L-E, Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's going to do it for the horror for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find more from Lights Out, The Horror, all the other Relic Radio podcasts, and our Shoutcast stream at relicradio.com. If you'd like to help support this and all of the shows, you can do so through the website as well, or visit donate.relicradio.com. That'll take you to the donation page which will show you some downloadable sets we have for certain donation amounts. Anything is always appreciated and helpful. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back next Saturday with a story from the witch's tale on another episode of The Horror. Horror.